John, let me ask you this. If you could have any between these two movie prop cars, and they don't have the same powers in the movie, they're just the the, the cars themselves, identical replicas, would you rather have the DeLorean or the Ecto-1? Oh. Okay, so I see what you mean. It doesn't have the same power. You can't go back in time. Movie. Yeah, Because <laughs> I was like, this is a no-brainer. A, I don't see any real need for Ghostbusters. And uh, B, time travel, obviously. Um, I think I still would have to go with the DeLorean yep. because the way the doors open. See, I would choose C. <laughs> I would get the Jurassic Park Jeep, and I would just volunteer because so many people are always like, can I get a ride from the airport at LAX? Which is like, can you pick me up in Baghdad? You just don't want to drive down that traffic. But I would totally do that to anybody that needed a ride. And then whenever we reached the destination, I'd go, there it is. And then I'd turn up the music and go, welcome to Echo Park. I would like the ball, like the bulletproof ball that they roll around in, in Jurassic World. That'd be kind of cool to just yeah, roll up to the, an air gyrosphere. Clear ball. Yeah. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> but they could still control it themselves. Well, we're just we're gonna abuse this ride and just drive off the reservation. Can't right. stop them. Idiots. Idiots. So. Why'd you ask me that? It just came to mind. ADD. I was thinking oh, about okay. the Green Hornet's car. I was like, what kind of car did he drive? And yeah. I was trying to think of the model, and then I thought, oh, a question. Oh, One door topic. open to the next. We leave the yeah. other door open. We forget what we were saying. Where am I? I need mashed potatoes. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by ADD. Keeping us honest, it's 93. What? <laughs> what, um, what car did they drive in Green Hornet? I don't know. Oh. I, I want to say I, it was I, like a Lincoln or something, like a convertible. I never saw that movie, but it looked cool. Like Seth Rogen did like a, you know... An interesting superhero take. Because he wasn't a, uh, he's one of those off the beaten path superheroes, you know? Like he's cool. He's like a fatter Batman kind of. Like not as cool Batman. Like he has gadgets and he can do things, but. And his sidekick is like better than him. It's like opposite of Batman. (laughs) Right. It's not Robin. It's like combined. The two of them make Batman. Oh, wow. This thing is amazing. The Black Beauty. Black Beauty? Green lights and like machine guns coming out the hood. Uh, it's perfect it's from all... winding after a day at the office. And it's all black. It's really badass. Um, oh, and there's instructions how to make it. But I didn't see that movie. I heard it was good. Sounds like we're going to be busy the next few months constructing a vehicle. <laughs> Twice at the podcast, at the underscore podcast. Castle, we, we tried to do a show the other night, and I was plagued with all kinds of Wi-Fi connections, and i got to give you credit, man. You were traveling, and uh, to try to do that on the road, it, it, it can be tough and, and iffy, but yeah. I just want to mark that we just passed our one-year anniversary yes. of losing our virginity and of the first recording oh. of the podcast. Amazing. Uh, for us. My first podcast, Biscardi's first podcast, John's 505th. Show de tour. It was, yeah. it was May thirty first. Yes. Gosh, and I remember that it was four of us with claws and biz, and I didn't know any of them. <laughs> hey, like, here's a guy, and here's a guy. Here. Let's talk. Wait, let's yeah. plan it. <laughs> I had this impression that those two were going to be identical to you, and kind of know how to just you know wing this and figure it out like right away, and. It was so, and it was so weird because, you know, we're doing a podcast, so so we don't see each other, the sound's never perfect, no one sounded the same, you know, Biscardi sounded like he was on speakerphone in a bathroom. Right, a Helen Keller meets Stephen Hawking in a dark room (laughs) and we're just throwing shit all over the place. (laughs) Right. I mean, not that extreme. After, uh, after Claus bailed on the first one, which, you know, was fine. That's his. That's his call. Um, you know, the three of us, we we kind of had to sharpen and and fine tune. And I and I think the last couple months we've been uh, on fire. And then Biscardi goes to Germany. <laughs> Biscardi goes back to voting for old Germany. <laughs> 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 
Greatest economy in the world, free college. Free uh, meds. Greatest what? Economy. Ah, uh, yes. Like the most yeah, oh, their education, economy. too, is phenomenal. Oh, you're drinking hey. a bit of That's a good, uh, it's quite a dig out of a hole. Speaking of holes, uh, oh. a kid fell into the gorilla hole. It's actually a terrible segue. It's an exhibit. But at the Cincinnati Zoo... And I just wanted to hear what you, your thoughts on this uh, incident was. Obviously, the kid was in the Cincinnati Zoo, if you're not familiar with the story. He fell into the gorilla exhibit, and they had to shoot the gorilla. Harambe was the gorilla's name, uh, to protect the, the little kid that fell in there. I think Harambe got a raw deal, because obviously you have to shoot right. Harambe. You can't shoot the kid, and there's really only run one reason why. Because none of Harambe's friends are going to sue the zoo. Right. You know, I, it's, it's pretty simple. It's I like, thought the same um, thing, man. I thought if this it. went any other way, that family yeah. would, there'd be a lawsuit the next day, they immediately. They would take that zoo down. Yeah, take I feel it. the same way. I think it's the gorilla got the raw end of the stick with that one, and really nothing good can come out of it, except I read, I thought the day that I read that story that the parents, if there's any saving grace, because accidents happen. Um, right. I was halfway to a cheetah cage at the Philly Zoo when I was five before my dad grabbed me and was like, you can't what? go in there. I just thought it's a big cat. I want to pet yeah. this cat. He's this was in the days it. when like it was actually a cage and not like a glass exhibit. And a little kid could crawl into the thing and like weasel through the, the, the bars. And I was I had like a leg in there and half my torso. My dad grabbed me and was like, no. And you could have just gotten ripped. I could have gotten mauled. So, I mean, things happen, but I think that... Um, the day it happened, I was reading that with the family, and I thought, you know, if they can do anything good, they could say any money or anything be directed to donate to the zoo. And that's what they did. Oh. And I think it's Harambe, the, you know, the gorilla got the, it, it's the saddest part of the story. But yeah. um, other than that, you know, just a tragedy. I, the, the hate I read on social media about, like, the parents need to be tried and this and that. Yeah, I mean, Maybe, you know. but... I, I don't know that from the story, and you certainly don't know that, so let, let's right. not pass judgment. Yeah, like, all parents make mistakes. They do it all the time, and the, there's different levels of mistakes. You know, that kid could have, you know, sh she could have glanced away, he could have glanced away, and that kid could have put his hand in, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, mustard or, or, or you right. know, he, uh, anything bad, anything gross, dog food. Or he could have fallen into a gorilla pit. Yes. It's just it just happens. As you do, you glance away. But my biggest problem is with the the zoo and how they handled it. Because how do you not have a fucking backup plan? Uh, Where's the tranquilizer this, darts? Yeah, and okay, they said, well, if we hit her with a trank, the the gorilla will still be like, you know, he'll be able to do damage. Those tranks don't knock him out right away. Okay. What's plan B? Death. Right. That's yeah. it. You Let's go shoot right it. From it. Yeah. Knock him out or kill him. Right. There should be, I don't know, get a more powerful trank, get a, a net made of chain that weighs a thousand pounds that just comes crashing down on Harambe. Right. Send him. And why can't like a zookeeper jump in and be like, booga, 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 and like distract him? Or, and they're like, let's throw a ladder down there or a rope and just pull this kid up. Like something. I think something should have been tried as an alternative first. They should have had a backup plan. I agree. They should have had some sort of thing in plan because, okay, we're going to take these animals out of their house or out of their home and expect them not to act like animals. Yeah. And what do you the, expect? The craziest thing is it appeared to me, even though the you know, Harambe drugged the kid very fast through water, he then, like, sat the kid up and was standing guard, like, all right. Kind of who's, protecting who, him. Whose is this? Can someone who's supposed to take care of this child come and take care? Because I don't know what it is. I don't know whose it is, but it's not mine. Yeah. It, was, it did not look like – I think if that gorilla wanted to kill the kid, the kid would be dead in a Oh, second. rip him apart like a phone book. <laughs> like, just snap like a phone book. You know? Just, just yeah, like the power – yeah. A gorilla, it's like seven times a human. Oh yeah, he, he can just. So I, I think there was a lot of mistakes. And how do you not have a plan? How do you right. not have plans? 
And on the other side of the token, too, yes, parents make mistakes, but I think that's a pretty hard thing to do to lose your kid in a gorilla pit. I mean, yeah, things can happen in a second, but it's not like you're just leaning over and you fall in. There's like two, there's a barrier and then another barrier. I mean, you have to really not be watching your kid for like a good minute for him to like climb over one in there. And I get it, it's an accident and you're busy, but Guess I mean, what? it's not like you're just walking and you slip in a, a puddle. It's. Yeah, you have to really be like not watching your kid, but it is an accident, I'm sure. And I would imagine if if they're caring parents, that the regret they feel over this is the worst punishment they can receive. So I don't, I don't think they should be. Right, and I think, um, but guess what? If it's me with my child standing over a gorilla pit, that kid. I will almost be hurting that child. I'll be hugging. Oh, yeah. it. so it's a gr- like what? Pet the shark, it's, sweetie. It's a giant hole. Like any hole, I'm going to be holding my child very close to me yeah. until you know he's about you know 16. Whether it's a bear pit or the gorilla <laughs> yes. pit or a Bruce Jenner, any Grand hole, I, I want nothing to do with it. Phillies lose four to one to the Brewers. Phillies lose four one. They're on a bit of a slide now. They're under 500. Uh. Twice. The underscore, the underscore podcast. So let us know what you think. Let us know what movie car you would like to have replica. Um, we love lists, and if there's one thing we love more than lists here at the podcast, it's uh, clickbait. And we took the liberty of pulling up, you know, these John. You know what I'm talking about? These '90s, these BuzzFeed lists. Twenty ways to tell you wiped your ass this morning. Number eight will blow your mind. And yes. So I found this one. 25 ways to tell you're a kid of the 90s. And I wanted to dissect it with you. Well, yeah, you sent it to me, and I, I said, the first thing I thought was, not only are these lists good to just read through, they're good to make fun of how dumb they are and how effortless someone yes. created this and got a million you know, meaningless likes right. for it. They, got, they, they made 100 bucks off their... And they sold for, you know, cherry Coke on the side. But effortless is the best way I could describe it. It's just effortless. A man said a word. What happens number nine will make you go bald. I don't want to go bald. (laughs) uh, But I'm going to click on it. I actually did something similar today on our podcast uh, Facebook page, which is basically in the gutter. But somehow we get like... I kind of cheat. I do what these bozos do who make these lists. I I copy and paste a link to a hot trending story. Oh and, yeah. And add my own like headline. It's that great. One of, that one about the fesh, the salmon in Seattle has uh, cocaine and antidepressants found in it. Yes. Brilliant. Like, like twelve hundred views from our page. Oh, uh, King! <laughs> I saw people on Facebook sharing that that I didn't even yeah. know like I saw people I saw one guy share it that doesn't even like the podcastle page he just shared it from somebody else I know it's crazy so that's like the that's the gimmick you just because yeah. that's all the news is on the internet it's copy and paste right oh yeah it's not you know based in uh wow I got eyewitness Johnny down there at the penis factory <laughs> it's this looks good it's all clicks of the fingers oh, it's all the nuggets of truth the Washington Post said that there's cocaine and fish Hmm. I'll just post it on the Philadelphia Inquirer. That's interesting. Sounds and good to me. And that's it. Their job is done. Done. It's oh, like it says here that uh, the Boynton Beach Bugle <laughs> says that uh, <clears throat> vaginas left out in the sun get wrinkled. Let me just share this on the San Fran Gazetteer. These are all made up things. Uh, the the Boynton Beach Bugle, though, is great. That is like, amazing. The Bugle. We should just start the Boynton Beach Bugle, the Triple B, but the Sunday Special. With John. So, so here's the uh, here's the list. And you, on, you said you had a game tonight. Yeah, wait. I have a game. I, I So I read through this list. Uh, just out of dumb curiosity and boredom. <clears throat> just waiting until, you know, you got off work. So I started thinking, uh, you know, this is what I'll say about it when we're on the show. You know, okay. I was doing, I was doing prep work. You're pre-gaming for the event. It, yeah, because we didn't get to do the show the other night, and I was so pissed. I oh. hate when that happens. We were like nine minutes in. You know, like we, it wasn't like it was the first minute or so. Which, we, by the way, sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to post that 
if you listen after the credits at the end of the show, our long roll of credits, uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna crowbar that one at the end of this show. You can hear the failed startup. So that's a good idea. Commence. My apologies. Bonus material. Um, so I wanted to do something cool for this show, and I think this will be funny. So what I'm gonna do though is I'm gonna read my reaction first. Like I'm gonna say, Ooh. okay, num- number one, and then I'm gonna read my reaction. Okay. Just my. F- like my first reaction, like the first thing I thought of when I saw it, I would write it down. A real knee jerker. What's that? A real yeah. knee jerker. Great knee jerk reaction. Um, and then, you know, we'll just reveal what it is. All right. And we're going to do this in chronological order, one through 20 or whatever well, it is. I was thinking, would, do you want to read what I wrote down? I'll do whatever I'll makes the game more whimsical for you. <laughs> Well, do you think it'll be funny if you read it with no preparation, no, you know, preconceived notions, or will I be able to read it better? I don't know. Let's just. Are you going to read your reaction and then we read the thing? And then you and then you reveal what it was. Okay, let's do that. You you give your reaction and then I'll reveal the meme. Reveal the thing from the '90s that made me react this way. Okay, number one. Here I go. On a playground is where I spend most of my days. You just can't resist finishing in West Philadelphia, born and raised. Get it? I, I can't resist it, though. I think I have... But I've sang it. Sang that song, that opening line or whatever, <laughs> more, more than anything. You know when he says shooting some people? I don't want to say it ever again. <laughs> I thought I thought when I was a little kid and I heard that song. Do you remember the line where he goes shooting some b-ball outside of the school? I thought he was saying people because he was in a bad part of Philly, <laughs> so they're just shooting. And Fran Lang in like third grade was like, "No, it's b-ball." I was like, "Oh, I was told that's a bad part of town." Somebody died on the news last night. Shooting some people <laughs> outside of school. Number two. <clears throat> Number two. I only know one show and have never even seen Keenan and Kel. Dumb. And the number two question is, you can name all these shows, and I can only name one. I can name Rugrats. Oh, Rugrats is on there? I th- is that the bottom left? The top one's Good Burger, right? Right, Good Burger, or Keenan and Kel, that's what I would call oh, it. Oh, yeah, Keenan and Kel. And then it's, it's, a, it's four pictures, screenshots, and the, the two on the right, bottom and top, are two dogs that I barely recognize. How is like Doug or something right. else not in here? Like that seems like a really bad, hence the, the shitty article. But they're just lo- four unknown lo- kind of. Lower left is like two cartoons that look like they're from Rugrats, but it's it's not Rugrats. It's not like Chucky and. It's... Okay, because I don't recognize those characters, but I know like the drawing is. Like, yeah. It's weird. It's really bad. It's like the art is similar, but it's none of the main characters. Number three. I guess. Mine was usually full of Eminem lyrics and wrestling catchphrases. Number three was, your AOL profile had to be perfect. <laughs> I feel like um, I always had like a religious quote or like a U2 song lyric in there, and that was it. Yes. It was always just lyrics and quotes. Number four. No, I didn't. I didn't read books until I was 30. You owned the entire Goosebumps series. Now, I, I think as a guy in the 90s, you, you, you would never own a Goosebumps. Like, that was such a girl thing. Remember all the girls yeah. in Catholic school? They had like, that guy must have wrote, he must have made like a billion dollars. There was like a oh. new one every week. It was like Wild Ski Trip and Deadly Ocean. And I'm like, he's just pumping them out. I bet he had some sort of dopey blueprint and would just change names and locations. Yeah. And it was the same thing. It was just a template, like Mad Libs, yeah. where he's just plugging in. Uh, make him a dolphin. Right. I just got a check from Publishing House. Number five. Number five. This should not be on a 90s list. It wasn't, wasn't it invented by cavemen? Agreed. Number five was, everything could be settled by rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, that's, I think my parents did that, like, in the 70s. Yeah, it it's def it definitely predates by a lot the nineties. Maybe not cavemen. Maybe the person that wrote this just watched Edward Scissorhands and they're like, <laughs> it's a nineties reference. <laughs> I'm so zany. 
Number six. Number six. <laughs> this is true, and Clark, I'm pretty sure you taught me how to do this. Six was, you would listen to the radio all day long just to record your favorite song of all time on a tape. And it's a picture of a boombox, which is so true. I remember listening to like Q102 or Power 99 to hear uh, like Regulators or like some new song. Yes. That I wanted to hear. Yes. You know? The worst thing. Come, baby, was come, baby, baby, come, come. When the radio would plug the crap out of their station during the, oh. the first, this exclusive. Yeah. And then they'd play the song, and then it'd be like, Q102 world premiere. Don't forget to check out John Peter at the Laugh Factory tonight downtown for $2 <laughs> drinks. And then right before they're about to sing, they stop. So you have to listen to this bullshit for two minutes, and then you hear, like, it was a clear back night and a clear white moon. On the streets, time to I've listened to one of those tapes. I would say in the last five, six years, I was home and I found some old what? tape and I put it on. And it wasn't like you and I talked. I was hoping it was like a Nerd 35. Oh, I'll find that. You think you can find that? If it, the original? If Nerd the original 35. exists, it'll be found. But I was listening to one. I put on one of those old tapes to hear what it was. And yeah. those radio plugs are so dated. They're like. Uh, you know, check us out down in Egypt on the waterfront for one dollar drinks. You know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Numero siete. Numero siete. How about I just dreamed about being slimed? You always dreamed of being slimed. <laughs> I was like, I always dreamed of being slimed. What? I mean, I maybe dreamed about it once and thought it would be cool, but. Let's let's tone it down. It's a little aggressive. Clark, you just dropped the ball out there in the outfield. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm daydreaming about being slimed of green <laughs> food dyed slime being shoved in my face. Green. I'll, I'll, I'll do better, coach. It's funny. Number It's Friday night, and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. You know the real meaning of TGIF. Remember that it was... It was a powerhouse. As a child with, you know, nothing really to look forward to other than like 15 years down the road when you can actually do things. Right. T TGIF on ABC Friday night at 8 o'clock was the best television a kid could look forward to every week. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. Uh, and it was, it was so good. It was full house. Family, family matters. Step by step. Classics. And, and then the fourth one always rotated. I think they had the shitty ratings. Yeah, the fourth one kind of dropped in and out. But yeah. full house was like the, the showrunner. It was the powerhouse. And then Carl Winslow would come in. Harry, Carl! And then you had Steve. And that's good. And then uh, step by step, which was a cool show. I never liked Step by Step as much as Full House or Family Matters. Oh, really? But I always watched it. Like, it was always entertaining. But I always thought, yeah, like, Full House was my favorite. Um, and Family Matters was great. Like, watching Urkel. I think Urkel is, like, one of the reasons I want, you know, I make people laugh. You know, like, the, the way that that actor made that character just so funny and weird... I was like, I can do that. I, I want to do something like that with my life. Just play some oh, strange great. person who is just totally different than what the guy's like in real life. Oh, yeah. He was a total character. I remember later in the, in the later episodes, he became Stefan. And he was like, because they, really, they were jumping the shark. They were really trying they, to get those ratings up. They were in trouble. They didn't know what they were doing. He invented a machine that would transform him into this, like, suave, cool dude. I mean, you know, science fiction all of a sudden here on TGIF. Yeah, that's really jumping. Steve turns into a transformer. I think, actually, Family Matters, the ratings, the show was so popular that they took it off Friday and put it on, like, Wednesday. You know, like, the number one night to have a show. They did. It was, like, Tuesday night or something like that. I remember reading right. I read an article on that recently because I have a packed life, and um, Steve <laughs> Urkel was actually supposed to be like a very minor character in the show, yeah. and because he was so popular, they're like front and center. Yes. He cashed yeah, in he, on that. He took over the whole thing. Numero nueve. Number nine. 
Number nine. I got one of these because Clark had one, and I told my dad to call your dad to find out the exact model with the removable speakers. You'll never forget your first boombox. Is that a true story? I remember going into your, you know, into your room when we were kids to listen to, you know, rap, gangster rap, which I watched half of Straight Outta Compton today on my flight. Oh, so good. Isn't it good? I only watched half of it, dude. It's so awesome. They, God, it's so good. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's in it. He's in like the whole thing. Oh, he's great. He plays their, their, uh, their like first agent manager. Yes. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if you saw it or not. Uh, I I thought it was excellent. But I only saw half of it. The LA riots hadn't happened yet, so I feel like there's more to come. Oh, yeah, you must watch, man. I think you'll really like it. It's a great flick. But I remember going into your room and you had your boom box in the middle with the dual tapes. Oh yeah. Ta- you know, two slots. And then the speakers, you know, they had wires so you could remove them from the boom yes. box and place them like on shelves on the wall. And it was just so – it blew my mind. I, I like, remember that, man. It was cool. Listen to things. It didn't even have a CD player because it was still like pre-kind of CD. It was very no – but I remember you could separate those and it was cool. And one you could record with and one you could, uh, you know, just play. <laughs> no, you know what, dude? It you could did dump have a tape a, on there. It did have a CD player because you taped your CD – for me, like you put it on a cassette. Oh, it did it at the top. There was like yes. it, it opened up like, like a, a like a record player. Like a, this fly trap. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, that's you right. It did. Tape, and I remember bringing it home, and my dad was like, "Oh, what's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, Matt has this CD, and he just, you know, recorded it onto this tape for me for free." And I think just the fact that you know I didn't have to buy an album, my dad was like, "Oh, that's great." That's great. <laughs> I was like, meanwhile, they're talking about you know, right. This, Killing this people. Horrible, horrible life on the other side of the country. You know what's funny, real quick, about that recording? Um, in fourth grade, Linda Jean, the teacher, the legend, the worst. she was singing, I guess Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was like pop. That Everything I Do, I Do It For You song was really popular. Everything I do. And uh, she said, I, I had that album. I had the, like, the cassette. And I said, oh, you know, Sister, I have that tape. If you want to, uh, if you want me to like make a copy for you, I can give it to you. And she went, "Isn't that illegal?" Oh. And I remember, I remember so stunned. Not that, and I thought, oh, I didn't know it was. I guess it is. But why are you so? You thought that I was like, "Hey, do you want me to go stab that kid over there and take some money?" I mean, you thought I would like stole her baby from her. She was so appalled that I would suggest, and I was just trying to kiss ass like politically, like. You know, I need some right. help in school, and yes. you hate me, so let me do something nice. And she spits the olive juice back at my face. I'm trying to extend a branch. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought of that. I'll never forget. I would have been like, well, I just thought you would want me to share it with you. Yeah. Jesus like, shares. I guess. That was, uh, what's his face? Um, who's the guy that invented Napster? That was oh, like Sean. Uh, uh, that guy. Sean Parker. Yeah, Sean Parker. He's like, I just thought people liked sharing their music. It's like, ooh, it's kind of like a loophole word there. We're just sharing. It's kind of vague. All right, number 10. Numero 10. My reaction was <sighs> dorks. You had to have the coolest slammer. As in pods? Pogs? Pogs? Yeah, P-O-G-S, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, not, not pods. I never played it. No. I had I had a slammer. It was a um, one of those ones where if you like turn it, it was a skull that like changed color. Ooh. But I only had it because like everyone had slammers and and pogs, pogs, pots, pogs. <laughs> but I never like played the game. I think I tried to once and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like I'm gonna go play my Super Nintendo in the room. This is bullshit. It's, I didn't understand. It's what like the poor the poor kids had right. They're like. <laughs> I have dirt and pogs for Christmas. Yeah, I got a Sega. Go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. It's terrible. But it wasn't great though, right? It's funny because it connects to something else, the number 12. But it, it's, it's, it was just one of those things 
where kids could collect them because there was a million different kinds, you know, and I think that was like the gimmick. And then there was this lame game that you played with it. Okay. I think it was just the collecting. It was like baseball cards. Almost. But no, so nobody actually really played this game like religiously. No, I'm pretty sure there was nerds out there that played this game. That's why my reaction was like, oh, God. Yeah, that my house is one-eighth cervical the size of yours. I like how the coolest slammer here is actually a, a like a saw blade with Buddha smiling on it. Yeah, it looks like a ninja star that you want to, you know, it's defend cool. yourself with. Right. At least this guy or this person chose a cool slammer. Well, you don't like pogs. There goes that wedding present down the toilet. <laughs> you would pile the pogs up and then take the slammer and just like throw it on them and like disrupt the pile and whatever. <laughs> and then pick laid, it back up again. Whatever, whichever laid heads up, those were the points or those were the ones you kept. Right. And then you did it again and whoever and I don't know. It, it was some kind of too much math. And and yeah, and just it, I don't know, they were kind of cool though. Games. The po- the the slammers were kind of cool. I remember some kids at school yeah. had like um, some really crazy ones. Some of them had like a thumb imprint, like a like a grip on the back, oh. so you could really slam it. You know, like slam. Not not up. All your school supplies had to be. Oh, I just did this wrong. <laughs> That's okay. I don't understand what it is either. Yeah, my my reaction was. All your school supplies said <laughs> Lisa Frank. I don't I think that was, that's like another girl thing. A girl obviously made this. She did. Uh, number twelve. I never owned one of those dumb things. <laughs> you collected every bead baby you could get your hands on. Yeah, I, I never had had one either. Again, it goes back to the pogs. It's just one of those things where you make a million different of the same thing would have made sense to have I mean, trolls on the on number 12 like those little troll dolls yes. they're absent from this list yes beanie babies was later anyway and i think beanie babies were more like parents and like adults i know some kids yeah. had them but I, my mom like had beanie babies it was a collector's item thing like the, the whoever made them was like hey we're not going to make any more of these in like a year so for a year these were fab Getting it done. And number 13. My reaction was, yep. Are you racist is the question. Weird. <laughs> oh, my reaction was no. No. 13 is, getting the original Walkman was one of the best days of your life. Yes. I remember mine was yellow, the first Walkman yeah. I got. And it was, it made like the six, seven minute walk to the bus stop from my house. Like the greatest, I looked forward to like walking. I don't care how cold it was, right? Yes. Could have been yes. like negative 10 degrees snow, but you know what? I, I'm isolated in my own world right now, yes. and this is it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, it was the perfect storm. Uh, you, you know, I got the Chronic for Christmas the same year I got the yellow and gray yes. Sony uh, boom, uh, Walkman, and we would drive to basketball games. And I would sit in the back seat, all the way in the back of the van, with my head getting pumped up, listening to this shit that no one else was like allowed to listen right. to. It was such a scam I pulled on my parents. They didn't, they didn't even understand that there was this type of music out there. It was so and great. I had it. Yeah, we talked about that before. I, you know, we'd be driving somewhere. I'd be driving to like, uh, you know, aunt's house for Christmas, and they would have like. You know, God rest you, married yeah. gentlemen. In the back, I'm listening to like, this is for the G's and the fucking hustlers. Matthew, how you doing? I'm ready for some pumpkin pie too. Nothing. Yeah, I, yeah it's quite a transition you got to make on the way to Christmas dinner. Real quick, you listen. You know what? I listened to the, my basketball pump up song before like each game with the Walkman. Was uh, you said you were like uh, Snoop Dogg mostly? Um, yeah, Snoop. Uh, I think it was the Chronic. It was the both Chronic. Of those, both of those albums. A little bit. I think I was fourteen. I was a little older when, like, I started playing basketball. But I listened to uh, what was that song? Edie Camo's "Here Comes the Hot Stepper." Oh, yes. I used to listen to that like every game. And by the time I got out there, I, whether I was like doing good or doing bad, like I was jazzed up. Like I was hyped, man. I was ready to go. 
na 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 You know the Macarena by heart. Ugh. Yeah. Remember that summer? Ugh. And it was so easy to do that it became popular to white people. It was the 96 um, Cupid Shuffle. And do you remember the video? It was like those two guys in suits. They yeah, kind of were creepy. Yeah. I know. Just these two like Mexican dudes. You know, standing under a microphone that was hanging from the ceiling yeah. or from the sky. With a white infinity background for whatever reason, but they got the mic. What is the translation of the song? The I don't actual, even know what like, the lyrics are. All I hear is, Macarena, 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 I don't know anything else. It's all Spanish. They should have had the scat man up there. Vanilla Ice is missing from this list, by the way. So is Hammer. Uh, Big time. I mean, we can go on forever. But I, I can't. I can't believe Vanilla Ice's construction show is on like its fifth season. I know. How did, I, mean, I just uh, read that. How did that actually, happen? There's like a tiny place in my heart that's very happy for him that he didn't like go off the deep end completely and die. Yes, he's yeah, actually doing something. Yeah, that's still very good, kind of relevant. Successful yeah. and yeah, like it's good. Because um, God, he was so popular and then so not popular so quickly. Immediately, it was a flash Oops. in the pan overnight. It was crazy. Number fifteen. Yeah, is the kids on ecstasy? All the cool kids wore ring pops. Yeah, I never. Uh... I mean, I only saw the that kids in UFO pants and like the, you know, yeah. they just keep going, they're on their way to a rave and they got like four rings on each hand. And it's a ring pop. Bling. They're on Molly. I still call it E. Yeah, E. Because when I took it, that's what they called it. it e. There's canisters all over the floor. I just want to touch your velvet face with my dick. <laughs> I mean, controlled substance. Don't spill any Java on that Cubs cap. It seems expensive. Um, I love when you just breeze over the bullshit I say sometimes. Because you know and I know that it's just ridiculous. Well, yeah, right. But like people listening are like, what, what is he doing? It's, it's like I'm Carlos Ruiz and you're Roy Halladay. And I can catch pretty much everything you can throw. But there are some that I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Or you're, go that fast. or you're Brett Miles, and I'm Jeff Geary coming in for a late night show. What? Who? It's an old reference right there. Jeff Geary. Who's old that? relief pitcher for the Phillies. Oh, in like my God. Five. Lance Parrish. <laughs> oh, Geary. Parrish was good. Parrish was good until he got to the Phillies, of course. Of course. And he kind of took a dump. Um, all right, what number are we on? Oh, number 16. My response was, nope. You had at least one Tamagotchi, Gigapet, <laughs> or Nano Baby, and brought it everywhere you went. I feel like this is like late 1999 kind of thing. I don't think this is a 90s thing. My brother had one when he was four, so it was like 1999 and they just kind of came out. I don't think this yeah. is like a really definitive 90s thing. Well, um, we're going to get to that. Okay. Number 17. Who doesn't remember this? It's been out for like 30 years now. You remember now. That's what I call music. The original. I think they're at like... I, I really think they're at like in the hundreds now. <laughs> I realistically think they it, it, they just celebrated their either their 20th or their 30th anniversary. How do they now. still make money? These are what... I mean, iTunes killed this. The YouTube... You, I mean, it's... If you're not familiar with now, that's what I call music, folks. It's basically a mixtape, a compilation Shock. of like the biggest hits of that year. But I mean, yeah, it's like the top ten anymore. hits of the year. Who buys that? You can just make it yourself. Yeah. 
Yes. DSA Archer. Uh, the Brady? I didn't beg my parents for permission. I just did it. Like a badass. You begged your parents to let you stay up to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? And so funny you said that, because when I was reading this list earlier, my first thought was, I didn't have to beg them. I was allowed to watch TV at 9 o'clock on a Friday night, because my parents are dicks. <laughs> scary, though. Remember how scary that show was? Are You Afraid of the Dark on SNCC? It was creepy. Like, there were parts that, there are parts from that series that I still remember. Like Bob the Painter. And Zeke the Plumber. That's what I'm trying to get to, Bob the Painter. Zeke the Plumber is what I'm alluding to. <laughs> Bob the Painter. Bob the Painter is the pervert next door that uh, plays with himself. Zeke the Plumber was the snick. Uh, they were scary. There were there were a lot of because they were all with kids, which kind of made it yes. relatable. So there was one. He was like a vampire kind of thing. It alluded. It was just like a creepy janitor and crazy Pete, that guy that would ride his bike through the neighborhood at night. Oh. I don't know. I just remember characters that really creeped me out. Uh, oh, yeah. While watching it. They were freaky. Dia Nueve. Somehow, for me, it always worked out. I always got the girl. You predicted your future by playing Mesh. Yeah? I don't, I don't I know how. I played it before the show. I, I, <laughs> there's, a, there's a website. I Googled it, and there's a website that you just punch in names and it does it for you. No way. Yeah. I put Mash. Jen's name for all the girls in case she walked in and I was like, she's like, yeah. who's Bruce? I mean, um, <laughs> girl's name. But it always worked out for you. I kind of remember playing that a few times. You always got like one of the two token like hot girls in her class. I know. I always I always made my odds. All and I always got like Halsey's dad's hand, which <laughs> I didn't even put. And his mom. We French kisses. Um, if you're not familiar with MASH... <laughs> Uh, it's it's a game you played to find out who you would end up with in life. Uh, your you know your spouse, what kind of house you would live in, what kind of job, what kind of car you drive. Manchester Martin Shack house. This one that they used is so lame. Major in college, oh. I will be known as creative, pretty smart, friendly. You know it's true too. That game actually works out. I'm driving a green Porsche. I'm living in Cincinnati. I'm married to Nikki Russo. I'm making $10,000 a year, and I live in a shack. Like, I mean, it's it's very prophetic. It's time. Are we doing it here, Columbus? And they're... Cincinnati. All right. uh, number 20. Yeah, they were the shit. Yes. Everyone wanted your Dunkaroos at lunch. Oh. They were so chocolatey and the cinnamon ones that... Remember the icing? It was just pure cake icing. It was just sugar. <laughs> pure dough. And I would, uh, <laughs> I, I, I could eat a whole box right now. They were so good. I'm actually, yeah. You and I are probably at that time where we're starting, the munchies are starting to kick in a little bit. And I think some Dunkaroos need to come out. I don't even know right. if they make them anymore. But I'm sure you I could substitute. I think they do. I think they do. Okay. Um, anyway, let's plow through the rest of this list. 21. No idea what this is, and it sounds like whoever created this list just made it up. You remember when your school started banning slam books. Thought the same thing, dude. Don't know what it is. The only and thing it, I think of is that when you slammed your books, but that's like any book. Oh. No, I, I have no idea. That tried, list makes I no tried sense. To read, I tried to read the picture, which is it looks like a notebook opened up, and on one of the pages, a, a list of uh, – it's like a list – and the list says Marlon Brando, young, not fat, not dead. <laughs> Hayden Christensen, who was obviously Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Kelly Slater, Alexa's sister, that girl from last night. Uh, bartender Cal, Matt Phillips. I don't know. It's just like a list of names that you would slam. Here's what it is. I just Googled it. Oh, dog. It's a notebook, commonly the spiral bound type which is passed among junior high school students. The keeper of the book starts by posing a question, and the book is then passed around for each contributor to fill in their own answer to that question, which sounds kind of cool if you're that age, but I don't oh, yeah. ever remember he hearing about that in school. It's actually kind of a cool idea for anything. Yeah. Like, why are they? Why don't they just make that a lesson? <laughs> right. Make that a course. Learn from that somehow. Why Incorporate that as a criteria. Decorate. 
the syllabus with the exercises. Number 22. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. It was on at like 9 a.m. on the weekends and 4 p.m. every day of the week. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was worth getting up early on a Saturday to watch cartoons. Yeah, it was on every day after school. Like, your first thing you do is, like, get a snack, and you turn on the Ninja Turtles. And aren't they called Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. Like, that's why they were invented, so moms could just be like, here, sit and learn from this guy. I, like, the names of the blocks of program programming was Saturday morning cartoons, or Saturday I mean, that was, that's yeah, a well, thing like, for, like, 50 years. In the TV guide. Okay, now this one I have a huge problem with. And my reaction was, Goldmember and Jackass, didn't they come out in the 2000s when 23 is? You remember writing VHS tapes, not DVDs. I thought the same thing. Uh, those, The Jackass one right there, I mean, that's... Horrible. Uh, Wasn't that in like 2003? Avatar is up there as well. I mean, it's like, come on. Revenant. Yeah, I got, a, I got a big problem with that one too. Austin Powers Gold member was definitely in 2002. Me, Jack myself, Jackson. and Irene was, was, I think, like 2000, 2001, right? Something about Mary? I was yeah. in I was in high school. Was that senior year? American Pie 2 is 2001. Right. American Pie 2 definitely was after 2000 because American Pie came out in 2000. Correcto? Correcto. But, uh, yeah, the VHS. Yeah, there, there, that's, that's a bad, bad picture. It's amazing how it went from VHS to DVD and DVD is almost gone. Amazing. Yeah, they're obsolete right now. They're like going away. It's all just digital. I still get them. Me too. To collect. You know, I want to have that tangible collection. Right. Yes. Mass. The object. Yes, physical correspondence. Number 24. What? You wish, Jumont. Oh, did, <laughs> sorry. Did the, did the creator of this list see the movie? You wish Jumanji was a real game. Dude, on par with you again, batting a thousand. <laughs> I thought, no, no, that, that, that's the last game I ever want to play. The house gets destroyed. He gets stuck in time, man. like 30 years. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that part. That's well, cool. remember uh, he played the game as a kid, Robin Williams, and he got stuck in the game until he was an old man? You know, to be honest, I think I saw Jumanji once and, once, and I didn't even really pay attention yeah, to it. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. My brother loved it. Rye loves all these movies that I check out during, like The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Couldn't like, even finish uh, it. What's going on? Me neither. <laughs> yeah. I actually watched the first one like two years ago because Jen like made me, and I was like, I can't get into this. It's too much going on. That's not, like, entertaining. I don't care about anything in here. It's like... It's not that it's too much to interpret. Right. It's like there's almost not enough. It's just a guy fighting another guy. <laughs> yeah, you don't care about any of it. Just fighting... That's all it is. I'd rather watch bums fight down in Santa Monica. Far more entertaining. And what number 25... My reaction was... <sighs> that's true. You still miss your Trapper Keeper. And I'll tell you why. It's not that I miss it. It's I feel that I missed out. Because I got one one summer. You know, okay. right, before, right before school. The worst days ever when you go and get school supplies. And it's yeah. still the summer. And like, you know, our uniforms. We Ugh. got, Betty got me a Trapper Keeper. And it was badass. It had all these, you know sections and it velcroed together and it closed up and it was this giant binder with like I don't know what was on it but it looked cool and I remember bringing it in the first day and one of those jackass teachers said mm, Mr. Hassinger Trapper Keepers are banned from St. Jude Elementary <laughs> no is that true the it was being organized people like you and I needed them yeah I was like, this is going to do all my work for me. I have already thought about where social studies will go, where English will go, and you took it away. Why would they do that? I'll tell you, that was a great list, too. That was a great game, man. That was fun. Yeah. Man, don't, I, don't you feel like uh, with a lot of the school things, when, when something new came out, 
and teachers or principals or whatever couldn't really grasp it, just ban it. Let's not understand it. Let's just ban it. Like uh, when the internet first came out, or when it got more popular, I should say, they were like, nope, no internet sources. It's like, well, you don't understand it. This is the encyclopedia online. Nope, can't use it. I remember in a computer class, and, and the teacher, you know, she gave us some assignment, and I'm trying to go to a website where I know I can find, like, help or an answer, and she's like, and it's blocked. And I was like, hey, you know, Mrs. Leonita, can you uh, fix this so I can get onto this site because I need it? Oh, no, no, any sites like that are, stop, are, are blocked. Well, like, that, you can't do that. You can't it's not block no sites. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not going on a gambling, a Swedish gambling site. It's, <laughs> uh, it's legit. It's going to help me with the project that you bestowed upon me. Right. It's going to help you out. This is actually woman. making your job easier. Right. And helping me further. No, ban, ban, contraband. It was like they couldn't keep up with the progress. Right. You know, it would like run ahead of them. They wanted to be stuck in these old ways. I remember there was this cool kind of period. It was kind of late high school, mid-high school, where like a lot of the teachers didn't have the internet yet because it was still kind of new. And I remember I had it. So you could kind of manipulate it for like a few months where... You yes. could get sources, and they'd be like, "Well, we don't have yes. the internet," or they, or not even that they didn't have it, that they didn't really know how to like manipulate it and use it. You know, it was almost like you could just find a reference, you know, by just look. You know, t- you could type in like a reference, reference to this book that I'm doing a project on, or this, you know, this topic. Right. I remember, and they weren't. They had no clue. I remember copying and pasting it onto a Word document like, from the internet and having to, like, edit the font and the, yes. the, the, the text size. That took the majority of my time, like, editing it to make it look like I wrote it. Right, the tedious changing of fonts and sizes and then changing every, like, fifth word. <laughs> I remember saying, like, this is the easiest cheating I've ever done in my life. It was a joke. clicking and... Right-clicking and then clicking. And then if they ever uh, called you out in class and asked you a question, you could v- make it very ambiguous, like, well, why did uh, you know Jack Reedman do that in the Red Badge of Carriage? Well, you see, the way I look at it as, it's omniscient as a religious perspective. Oh, so you're saying that, yeah, I'm saying whatever you're saying. I'm agreeing with <laughs> what you're saying, just so we can check this off and I can get the fuck out of here. There were so many, uh, like, reading, reading and comprehension, like, classes I took at Penn State and it's amazing sometimes when you you know accidentally interpret a book the exact same way your professor does because everybody sees it differently you're and he's going this is one of the greatest things I've ever read for uh um old man in the sea John your interpretation is just so spot on what the writer was thinking and even at the end and he pulls out my my paper and he starts reading it and I feel like the first time he read it he misread it and he starts rereading it out loud and I'm going that's not that wasn't my point that's not what I was saying when I wrote that (laughs) sentence but you're interpreting it like I I don't know it was like a, it was such a strange thing. There was like thing. two things going on, and you were just like, "All right, he's just gonna I roll like, with this right now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said nothing. I was just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he goes, well, "I don't know." Uh, I, I, well, you were. Hold on, I'm not really sure what you were saying there, but for the most part, it was just dynamite. He like kind of. <laughs> it was dynamite, John. He smudged over it, and you kind of have to just roll with him. You're like, "Yeah, whatever you say." Whatever you say, you're the guy grading it. Right. You're the guy in charge. If I have to. Pay for another credit next semester, or if this is it. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Tweet us. Tweet us. At the podcastle, at the underscore podcastle. Uh, John, you want to put this one in the W column tonight? Orioles top the Red Sox 12 to 7. Ooh, 12 yeah. to 7. The Orioles are on fire. And one more update. I got one Man. more update. Shit. Shit. Ready? Uh, Cavs, Warriors, holy crap. What? What's the score? Golden State's winning 104 to 87. Oh, my gosh. What a blowout. A minute, a minute 53 left in the fourth quarter. <sighs> Poopy. Wow. That's amazing. That's insane. Um, 
And for all you TV watchers out there, you binge watchers that are looking for something new besides Game of Thrones, if you haven't watched that, watch that first. Uh, Six Feet Under uh, started in 2001, HBO, starring the guy from Dexter, Michael C. Hall, and a couple other recognizable people. Um, It's great. It's cool. I'm in like the middle of season three. I've been binging it. I binged it when I was, you know, in Raleigh. Phenomenal. Really, really good. They own a funeral home. They're a family that owns a funeral home. Yeah. So the whole set is in a funeral home. I saw a few episodes of that before. I remember liking it. I never like really finished watching it or anything. Like I never got into it, but it was a, you always hear good things about that show. It was like serialized but every episode a new person died that came in and you kind of get like their backstory and they the ghost talks to the to them like we'll just show up and give them advice yeah like call them out on what they're doing it's it's really they'd be like sitting at the kitchen table and they'd be like i died in the fire and you're like oh tell us about your life and it was it sounds morbid the way i'm describing it but it was it was very interesting show it it gets deep uh but it's good good acting good writing it's ravenous that's it. Why don't you slice it? Slice it! And go, and go eat, because I think you're going to get ravenous. My <laughs> With anger. Clark, you're eating your arm. Nah, just take off your underwear. Uh, tweet us at the podcast, at the underscore podcast. Remember to follow us and snap us on Snapchat at nerd.35. And uh, please like us on Facebook. All the shows are available on Podbean at uh, thepodcastle.podbean.com and on iTunes. We'll be back in a few days with Michael Biscardi returning to properly celebrate the one-year anniversary. Yes. Great show tonight. Thank you for listening. I am Matthew Clark with Jonathan Assinger saying good night, everybody. See ya. Godspeed, kids. Bye. And it is the one-year anniversary of the PodCastle. One year. And in order to uh, <clears throat> mark this occasion, I'm developing a opening theme song, a new one, that is now ten minutes long. Um, yeah. I figured if I just keep people listening, uh, the theme song will surpass the length of the time it takes to record the show. And... Each show will be like four hours long, and they'll think, wow, these guys are really packing in the punches. And that's what I want to do. No. Matthew Clark, John Hassinger, Michael Biscardi is not with us tonight. He is going to be in Germany until Saturday, but he is with us here in spirit as we commemorate this one-year anniversary. Twice at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. John, it feels like it's been a year since we've done a show of any sort. Yeah, I know. That's funny. Our one-year anniversary, it feels like it's been a year since we've done a show. It, but it doesn't feel like we've been doing this for a year. Mm-mm. It feels no. like we've just started. It feels like we just put our big, hairy toe into the pool to test the water, as opposed to diving in, which we've done. Break your neck. I'm starting to sound more like um, Ringo Starr in uh, the Dewey Cox yeah. movie. Yeah. It's not really. So you're in Durham right now. Durham, North Carolina? Peace and love, peace and love. So I'm in Durham right now. Durham, North Carolina. And I actually uh, was reading 40 things you probably didn't know about Durham. You know, if the show really takes a downward spiral. But yeah, I'm here for work. I came from Connecticut. uh, Um... Monday morning, so, you know, my Memorial Day, I was just traveling to an empty hotel room, and how's my audio? It's good. All right. Yeah, let me me do a playback of your audio. I'll I'll let you know exactly how it sounds. I was at a wedding in Connecticut with Heather's. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No. Yes. He's back. It's that bad. All I hear is, is it... I'm going to want to get a and then silence. Um, what? This is terrible. Maybe. I don't know. Man. Maybe we can Maybe if you called me. Wi-Fi. Maybe if I called you, I could just sync it up on the phone. Like if I... You're good now. Oh, but the sound is always so weird on the phone. I feel like there's like a...
I'm going to keep cutting in and out, though. What if that's how you just talked? Like somebody met you in person. You're like, hey, oh, well, he must have had an accident. Just donate money to him, man. Let's just don't don't stare. He's fine. I would just stand there and freeze. Just so you were in Slimsbury, Connecticut. I guess. I don't know. I thought I uh, I didn't really pay attention to the city I was in. That's such a weird thing. There was um, a bit of a pause there. It sounds like somebody was dabbling with a hookah. <laughs> Experimental no, jazz I, cigarettes. I've I've been drinking. Well, I stopped Monday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just drinking all day. And uh, traveling Monday to Durham was not that fun. Because yeah. I connected in Philly. The most oh, obnoxious what a tease. airport in the world. I know. I got one soft pretzel. <laughs> you just. Rolled time. I need a cheesesteak. Sir, you don't have time. Let me just lick that guy's hand. He just had one. Uh, okay. Fair enough. He's willing to do it. <laughs> Fair John, enough. what. Why, why is Doran sound so familiar? What's there? Is there like a speedway there or something? I feel like I, I've seen Durham like a lot. Bull Durham. Yeah. The, the movie Bull Durham. Yeah. Um, Kevin Costa. Right. Uh, Raleigh Durham is the airport. Oh, yes. And nice airport, too, Duke, by the way. Duke University is here. That's where it was. Am I still sounding shitty? I sound good. I'm so panicked. So anyway, um, I cannot stand traveling on a weekend, especially out of town. Well, out of town, you're traveling. But especially somewhere really far where you don't know where you are. Yeah. Because once the week, once you get back to the week, you know, the regular work week, and, you know, regardless of your, if you're home or not, the, the, the charges that you made over the weekend all of a sudden come trickling out of your checking account, like on yes. Tuesday. And you don't, you know, you're looking, you're checking your stuff and you're like, oh, wow, okay, I'm good. You're not looking at every single item that's been removed. You know, you're just looking at your grand total. Right. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> Ka-ching. It all, and you're like, I'm trying to buy a pack of gum at a gas station and it's being declined. What? Right. Oh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you go into a bank and they're just like, get his feet, get his feet. Yeah. <laughs> because when you're traveling, I know I've been on some travels recently myself. You're not really in the frame of mind where you're like, okay, let me itemize this and write it down. It's just kind of very... I need to get this, I need to get this. I'll just check this later. I'll check my account later. And like you said, when the, you know, the pendings go through and it's like Tuesday, you're like, what? What is this? I think you cut yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, and you know, you're doing your math and you're... Oh. You're good. Dude, I can't do this. this is, I'm going to be subpar with this in and out, man. It's going to be so bad. The listener's really angry at us right now. <laughs> well, angry at me. Which is why we're giving away free money tonight. Each minute you listen, you get a dollar into your checking account. So wait till next Tuesday when the penny charges revolt. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep listening. Oh, that's another dollar. Another, you just got another dollar, Mr. Benfer. Now I'm reading listeners' names on the air. I'm like... John Paulson of Milwaukee is social security number is one five two. Right, hey. dude. I don't know if I can do this because I'm gonna get on a roll and then I'm gonna cut out and then you're gonna, you know, and then you know how that is. Is do you have, do you have Skype on your phone? Or is that just no? Bad? I can't. I don't want to do it. All right. On the phone, it sound it's hard. I don't like hear everything. Yeah, you sound you like it, you're calling in. I I know what you're saying. If you if you if you use the phone, yeah. it sounds like and and it, John's know, in, in traffic. Ear, you know, you know. All right. 
Right, but you also, I can't hear it. Why don't we do this? Everything you say, because I don't have headphones, you know, it's just like a speaker. Hence the term. (laughs) Hence the term. Well, I commend you for trying when traveling and using hotel Wi-Fi. That's a trooper right there. Um, I I feel bad. We can, we can, uh, we can reschedule. Yeah, we can say like we did a fake one-year anniversary show and use this for like you know bonus material at the end of the one we do with Biscardi. Oh, yeah. Kind of be funny. You get it? Believe it or not, you sound crystal you clear that? right now. Of course. I mean, better than like usually at home. I'm sure it's going to go out in a minute, but you sound crystal clear. Magic is real. The magic is real. Magic is real. At least at Duke University. Unique New York. Research. Researchers created a perfect, un, unidirectionable, unidirectional invisibility cloak that can hide anything smaller than a centimeter. Whew. That just blew my fucking mind. Did you hear me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I heard you. I just no. don't understand what that means. Um, so are you I'm just not a smart guy? Potter? Have you seen Potter? Potter. I've seen the first another one. Dollar. I saw the first. Uh, what was it? Sorcerer's Stone or something? I saw that one. I can't hear you, man. We should. We should end it tonight. All right. Well, three dollars to whoever made it to the twelve mark. <laughs> Twins. The podcast. I'll give you a call in a second because I want to ask you what you were talking about with your uh, your ideas for the opening of the show. Because I'm going to work on that tonight. Okay. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, we yeah, well, we, we need to... to. Yeah, you're, it's cutting in and out. So I agree with you. We'll be respectful of the viewers. Call me. Cheers.